Is this thing on? I don't know. Is yours on? I'm on. Mine's on. On. I'm always on. The morning after a Origin Series loss. Oh, I think it was a it was or a great for you, game for you. You yeah. won to once a year Queensland Origin hey, Series win. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call you once again on that statement. Um, 365 days a year. If you ask me, am I a Queenslander? I say yes. Righto. Three six five. How brother, many, how many minutes did you live in Queensland? My formative years. Okay. Good on you, mate. No, formative. It was a great, great win. I've got to say, great win. It was and a good series. Master coach Wayne Bennett. Uh, yeah, big difference. But filthy, he hasn't. Produce, produce that for the Rabbitohs. Well, mate, we got to the one game short of the grand final three no years ago. No one remembers yeah, who got one game yeah, short exactly. of the grand final. Oh, I know they don't. Yeah, I mate. struggle to remember who won the grand final. In fact, it, hang it, on. It was Melbourne this oh. year. Oh, I was going to struggle with that. Yeah. A Penrith against Penrith. I felt, I felt sorry for Nathan Cleary. For those, sorry for those pe- fans, <laughs> people who aren't league fans, but that's, uh, that's bad luck. <clears throat> yeah, that's um, your own Nathan problem. Cleary lost the grand final with Penrith and lost yep. the Origin Series. Because he's a loser. <laughs> that's why. You reckon? Is that it? He's a great player, mate. I mean, he's a great no, no, player. Just just, you know, he's had such a good season but and that, then he, it ended. So, but poor That young bloke from Melbourne. Who, uh, Harry, Harry Grant. What a champion. Yeah, he'll be the... And tell me be, this. He'll be riddle, Queensland for the next 20 have years. Have we not got... Exactly. Have we not got with Munster and Grant... Have we not well, got... That was the big test. Strong oh, yeah. But, but the big thing forward. was... Yeah, you know, no Cameron Smith, no Jonathan Thurston, Billy Slater. It's kind of... Greg Inglis all, all have finished... Retired from from Origin, hmm. and was it Dean Ritchie, uh, the yeah. Telegraph's worst Queensland team ever? So he wrote this morning, and he uh, well, that <laughs> is, he decided they're the most courageous. You don't do that to Queensland. You don't do that. Actually, that was um, I think it was Cameron Smith that said that at the end of the coverage last night. He goes, "Listen, you 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 say they're the worst ever. That's a red rag to a bull. Oh, is That's it ever, the mate? number one thing they did oh, wrong. They'll was, think, righto, great. Yeah, I know. It's." It's uh, strangely motivating. It is men- mentality in a big way for, but for yeah. Queensland. But anyway, I got my sports bet account back to back in the in the box. Oh, did so you? You backed up, did you? Yeah, yeah of right. course. Good on you, mate. I had yeah, a I had a few I've had first a bad couple of weeks with Origin and Formula One, so I'm I'm back uh, with money to spend. Back in back in the black, eh? Yeah. Nice. Well, I don't like having to actually deposit into a sports bet. I think yeah, I've, yeah, I think I've only like done it like twice. Yeah. yeah, I've only done it once, and I'm still just playing with. I money always, if I'm having a go, like last last week, I went, I bet on the Formula One, and then on the Origin, I left five dollars in there. I thought, worst case scenario, if both these don't come off, I'll find something. I'll come through. Yeah. I'll come back. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I came back with those ones, so I ended yeah. up all right. Happy days. All right, let's do this thing. No, Steve, <laughs> come on, mate. Come on, amateur mistake. Buddy Tech Guy you podcast. You have to edit that. You gotta think I am going to have to edit that edit. now, aren't I? Fair dinkum. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. One of, one of my readers actually came back at me with that little, you know, in the intro, I say, really handy device. Yeah. One of my readers came back to me. I, I wrote about something, I think the Belkin um, charging yeah. speaker, and that's what they quoted me back in Twitter. Really, really handy, handy device. device. <laughs> yeah. Come back at me. Did you realise why he'd said that? Like, cause, was it because of the intro? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. What do I say? I don't even know. Uh, don't it's just something about the right price or something. Oh, okay. Oh. So you don't even listen to the intro, do you? <laughs> Should we play it again? It doesn't, it doesn't resonate in my head. I need yeah, to know I what I say. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Yep, not a bad price. Which not a bad price. From <laughs> not a bad price. Not a bad price. Ah, oh, jeez. We've got work to do there, really, don't we? Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading episode 463 of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Arlo. I feel like a really old man, 463 episodes. It's um, crazy. And you know what? I was I, I had a look at my Facebook memories this week because yep. um, I know we're coming up to 10 years. It's it's um, five years since I left SBS in March. Really? Wow. So it's five years this week that I announced I was leaving. Right. Um, so you handed in your notice. Remember the other night? We were, the other day, I think we were talking about how long it had been. I'm like, I don't even know. I think so it's, it's five years in 2021, March yeah, 21. Yeah, so it was wow. five years this week that I... Announced that I was not going to renew my contract and I was going to okay. do my own thing. Well, so it's, it's in two weeks. It's, it's ten years ten since years. I resigned from the telly. So, so I, I quit the quit News Limited. Bloody hell! And January. So it's a big. So January next year is going to be ten years of Tech Guide, and then a month later it'll be ten years of Two Blokes. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit of a festival early next year. Festivus for the rest of us. That's it. Um, and uh, good news. There's lots of Apple news around, Bruce. So yeah. we're going to talk first about the App Store. This was an interesting uh, one. And you can talk about why even more so with the Fortnite Epic Games stuff. But yep. there has been a lot of 
I guess, uh, media coverage of Apple's commission structure. They take 30% of every dollar you spend in an app. So if you download an app and you pay money, done. They take 30%. If you buy an in-app purchase, they take 30%. When they don't is when you buy a like a physical product from like Amazon. Or yeah, a, you you, know, like from the JB Hi-Fi app. Yeah, they don't take yeah. 30% of that. But it's a huge amount of money, um, but it is the basis of the App Store ecosystem. Yeah. You know, they built the, the technology. They... They fund the app store. They keep yeah. it running. They approve the apps. They, they keep build it clean. A, they build the bus. You pay the fare. So, you know, but big companies, and we'll talk about Fortnite and Epic in a bit, have had huge things to say about this. But actually the smaller companies have not really been vocal about it. I think because if you're earning a couple hundred grand out of the app store every year, you're not going to, you know, bite the hands that feeds you, right? Yeah, of course. But Apple announced last night that they were going to introduce a small business program as of January 2021, which allowed... Businesses earning less than a million US dollars per year on through the App Store, uh, or new developers, to take a fifteen percent commission to pay a fifteen yeah. percent commission to Apple instead of thirty, up to a million dollars. If you million if, US, if, if you go yeah. over a million, um, you end up paying the thirty percent on that over a million, and, and that, the next year you f- you flow into the thirty percent category. Full and that's time. purely from what you earn in the app. Is that one million US cap? It's not yeah. if your business offline, your no. business could do a ton. You could of be money. a fifty billion dollar yeah. business, but, but only earning nine hundred thousand dollars through the app. Yeah, you, you only pay fifteen percent commission. Extra, you go a million dollars and one, then you back up for that one dollar. You pay thirty yeah. percent, and uh, an next year. The next calendar year, you're 30% for the whole lot. Right. And you need to drop below a million again to qualify for the following yeah. calendar year. It's a little bit complicated, but, yeah. you know, it makes some broad sense. And Apple uh, were very clear when they spoke to us about this in saying, this applies to the vast majority of developers. Now, yeah. they wouldn't quantify that, but... Well, not every developer is like Uber or, and and, no. and uh, Airbnb and, and Facebook and Twitter, are they? Like, no. Most, most developers are small. And I thought most tellingly, when questioned about what um, the big... How it was kind of unfair for the big guys to spend to pay 30% and the rest to pay 15 he's like, well, what we want is we want to inspire people to grow to yeah. be the bigger businesses. When... The 30% will just be part of doing business. So it is a bit of a give and take for Apple here. I'd be, I'd, I don't know that we're ever going to know how much it hits the bottom line because services, which is App Store revenue, used to pretty much just be the App Store. So yeah. it, it was it was easy to call out in their financial numbers. But now that uh, you know all these subscription services like TV, music, and likewise are services, it won't be obvious whether they take a hit through this in, uh, in the next financial year. Well, I think 15%. Of something is better than zero percent of something because a lot True. of a lot of businesses, a lot of app developers wouldn't have bothered to do it. And I think in in this is relevant to the time we're living in right now, where a lot of businesses have been forced to go digital to reach those customers that they wouldn't have reached yeah. because of COVID. So this is an, an attempt by Apple to encourage and accelerate this this move to a digital world to reach to so businesses can still reach their customers. In, in these times and a, a lot of companies have, have had to do that they've embraced like online sales have gone up and they've they've had to create apps to meet the need and demands of their business so that, I think that's the reason why they're doing it it's ironic and we'll talk a minute about it why it, whether they, they announce it right in the middle of this epic fortnight battle that's it's now spilled mm. over into Australia look at but it, um, the thing it, is yeah. it's not a good look right so a couple of months ago epic take them to court in America over the 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 chart, they're not not allowing Apple, not allowing Epic to use their own payment mechanism within the app. Yeah, but that's an App Store guideline. You have to use the App Store. Did it, I think Epic even went around it. They they, they offered direct to customer in clear violation that, of the that's App Store. That's what I'm saying. And, Ep- and didn't Apple kick them off the App Store? Epic's court case is you didn't allow us. You don't allow us to use our own payment mechanism. They're not actually directly fighting the thirty percent, even though that's the crux of it. Yeah. But you didn't allow us to use our own payment mechanism, and you deleted our app from the store because we used our own mechanism. So. That came out well, a few they, months they ago. Broke the rules, yeah. That breaks the rules, but they're, they're trying to have a fight. And then, you know, this comes out. So it does feel reactionary, but we don't yeah. know how many years they've been planning this. You know, well, it, they, that's the been, problem. They've been at it for a while in the US, and now it's spilled into Australia because they, I think that they reckon that they, they want to try test it under Australian consumer law. Mm. But clearly the guidelines are there. And, and Epic are thinking, well, 30% of their earnings when they first started seemed like nothing. But now, when they're they're like earning 
they'd be earning billions of dollars now. Yeah, thirty percent's a fair fair whack. Yeah, and, and the the fact that the game is is and you know Fortnite, your kids probably still play it. Fortnite is a game where there's so many little things you can buy within the game, like, like different different covers, weapons, whatever you want. That that are that they've created this market within the game. It's still one of the greatest still... rorts of all time. You know, when I first bought V Bucks for Jacko, V Bucks, I'm like, so tell me, buddy, what's this axe thing you're buying? How, buy a skin how, with it. Yeah. How does it help? He goes, it doesn't help. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? He it's goes, to have it. it looks good. Yeah. So absolutely <laughs> nothing that you can buy. The 19 billion dollars that Epic made last year helped no one win the game. Yeah, it's it's of no consequence. It's just decorations. Yeah, so like I was playing this game the other day. I downloaded it from a Facebook out of all things, but it was a sniper game on the iPhone. You yeah. know me, I love the yeah, sniping in yeah, games. Yeah. Um, and it is, ju- I loved it. It was a bit of fun, but it was just constantly trying to upsell me and make me watch ads and things. I'm like, you're out. Yeah. But in that game, you know, I'm I'm having to earn win rounds to upgrade my rifle. But I could have paid a hundred bucks and just bought the greatest thing. Free, that yeah. is an improvement on my skill in the game. But yeah. Fortnite. Nothing at all. It's completely irrelevant, which is hilarious to me. So they're making billions out of it. You know, they're selling digital items that don't exist, and 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 that the fight over that is that we we don't like you taking thirty percent of something you can only use in the game, not even using the game, and it's a digital object that we don't have to manufacture. Mm. We just sell it. That, that's the, the mystery to me is that they're uh-huh. they they they're arguing the toss there. It, it's actually interesting because. You know, if the vast majority of developers are earning a million dollars or less, to your point, there's a lot of developers not earning any money. So yeah. the question is, of the developers earning money, is it the vast majority? That's what that's what I want to know. But though, yeah. we would never be able to get that information because Apple don't disclose no, such Apple things. Apple financial information. I think when you think about the apps that you've spent money on, I would hazard to guess that most of the ones I've spent money on would be smaller than a million bucks. Yeah, I just don't. It'd be like like a game developer or something. Yeah. Or- Although some some games like like well, what's a great example Crossy Road remember when when that came out they'd be making Australian, more than a million yeah yeah so they they came out probably with you know start from nothing yeah. and then overnight became this massive company earned a lot of money hipster wow yeah so um so the epic thing when you say it's come to Australia through the A Triple C so yeah. they're now trying to literally file that case here in Australia yeah, that's what they're doing they they've uh, they've already applied to the the federal court in Australia. And they're going to test test the decision under Australian consumer law to see whether they can get a better result here. I think in light of what sort of our approach to big, how we deal with big tech companies, like the most recent examples, the ACCC and their Facebook, their, the, the whole Facebook, Google, pay for your news. So that they seem to be on the on the side of the little guy. Yep. Not that Epic's a little guy, but you know what I mean. They 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 don't tend to take the side of the big tech companies. Yeah, I think that's Epic might have thinking. You know what? We're a chance in Australia. Maybe yeah. let's give it a crack there. But I think if they've agreed to guidelines, then I don't see how they're going to get around that because it, it, they agreed to the guidelines when they first came that's on the, the App thing. Store. That's the thing. The challenge is this you was can't not, change the law. This halfway. was not a surprise. That, no. And Apple, I think, made it clear uh, in, in talking to us about this that in all the changes they've ever made of the App Store, they've only ever been positive for the developers. Okay, yeah. so it's not like they they've strengthened or strict made stricter the guidelines no. around the app store in terms of payments. So Epic signed up to something. They see, so look at it this way: they, they had the Fortnite was running on PC or a Mac or, or sorry, PC or PlayStation or Xbox, right? And they went, let's make it for mobile, right? And they made that decision to go, let's get it in the hands of more people. Well, how do you get it in the hands of more people? Do you yeah. manufacture a device like a Nintendo Switch-style yep. device and sell it to people? No. no. You put it on a thing that already exists. Yeah. One, 1. 1.5 billion devices. And Apple say, if you want to put your thing on this thing that already exists in a million, in a billion you know, hands, then these are the guidelines by which you must adhere. And they agreed to that. So yeah. as a like as well, a judge, I find it staggering that they think they're going to win this. I think that... And, and what what's upsetting Apple, too, from what I'm reading, is that it's not just about them having a confrontation with Epic. It's that Epic have kind of put the customer in the firing line. They're they're using customers as their pawns to try to to try to get involved to try to make them buy direct. So the only the only time here where I struggle with this is from Apple's point of view is because if you're Epic, right, and or you're just a business looking at the App Store ecosystem and stuff, and you go, okay, so if we use their their entire ecosystem, the you know Apple Pay, the payment mechanism, everything they've got to take clip the ticket, right? Mm. But we've got our own payment mechanism, which works. Why can't we use that? 
because it doesn't require Apple to do anything for them to be able to click a button and use well, a credit card. So what's the, what's the saying? You got to you got to you got to dance with the person who brung you to the party. Like they, they Epic signed up with with the App Store to put themselves in front of billions of people, and you can't turn around and say, okay, now thanks for the lift, but we're going to go on our own now. They can't do that. They they they, they were brought to this position. Just feel like it'd to, be to like, access that. I get that, but I think they're challenging whether that's a really proper position to have in the first place. Yeah. And now they're big enough to challenge it. They can. They could. Maybe they weren't big enough to challenge it back then, right? They won't. Well, win. let's say you're uh, you're selling knickknacks, and uh, you go to a you know a local market stall, and you know there's there's a, a you know park set up with market stalls, and the rules of the market stalls are you must only accept cash. And you're like, I'm a cashless, I'm an innovator, I'm a yeah, cashless yeah. business, I've got a square payment mechanism, I want people to tap and go. Yep. And they say, no, you can't. We're like, well, well, this is, like, that's just so easy for people. You're not going to be at the market. I'm not allowed to be at the markets. Yeah. I don't think that you would, said, well, from the ACCC point of view, I think they'd be in trouble for saying that, for the markets. Potentially. Dictating that. But it's not here, the, the argument isn't the method of payment, it's who you pay. Mm. It's who, it who kind of you is pay. Because Epic, Epic want people to be able to just pay with a credit card. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they created was a little button that allowed you to just buy the V-Bucks with a credit card mm. instead of using the double-click Apple pay mechanism. Interesting. Very fascinating. Yeah, interesting. I, um, but yeah, 15% but is, a, is a much better number for small. I've, I've seen a lot of small developers this morning talking about how positive it is. Yep. So while the big headlines will always be this epic fight, yep. I think the real headline is the majority of developers are actually pretty pretty pumped about this. Yeah, and and then and not every developer is a massive developer. There, a lot of them are small time developers. Yeah. And, and this is a this is going to be the other thing. Help them a bit. I wonder if Epic loses a lot of support because all the developers who were like, oh yeah, it's a buddy good. They're now like, oh no, I've got my fifteen percent. I'm good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe. They lose that momentum of yeah of peer support. Well, you know what's going to happen? There's one thing for certain: the lawyers are going to get rich. Yeah, always. Lawyers, lawyers always are get going rich to get rich. Two blokes talking tech. You can read about the App Store changes at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Call of Duty. Woo, it's back. yeah. The new uh, Black Ops Cold War. Uh, Ronald Reagan. This Kyle is Gorbachev. This is, this is a good period. To, I, I really love the trailer for this game because it had like it was playing Blue Monday by New Order, so it had a real eighties feel to it. And it still has the game. Actually, has a really cool '80s feel to it as well. But for those, uh, and you're gonna you're gonna crack a smart ass. Uh, how old I am? Joke here. Oh, I was that, gonna say we're both children of the '80s. Essentially, but for those who remember that period of time, we're talking the early '80s and the sort of the Cold War era where there was yeah you know, Russia and the US and this sort of this arms battle going on. Um, this captures that period really well. It's sort yeah. of that whole that paranoia about Russia and oh. and the whole the whole atmosphere of the game is really well done. I so I downloaded it and started playing it the first night, and then I think I played it I played it two two nights since. So I haven't got a long way. So I haven't finished the campaign in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I have. It's I had good. one quick look at a multiplayer, and of course got smashed. So you know, it's just <laughs> stupid. Um, actually, I didn't do too bad. Now that I think about it, I didn't do yeah. too bad because there were a bunch of newbies basically. But um, what? I'll tell you what I loved and what I hated, and then you, you yep. can tell me your full thoughts. But I, I thought the graphics were amazing. I still think the people aren't brilliant. But anyway, that's, well, that's a whole the, other thing. I played it on the PlayStation 5. Yep. Did you do the here, same? Yeah. Yep. And the, the, this, you can, that sort of took it to the new level. The whole the, the, the graphics look way better, but the, the refresh rate is really... If you're on a 120 hertz refresh rate playing it on a decent TV, you notice the difference. It's a lot smoother and cleaner. Yeah, and uh, that that's a big change, but yeah, um, I, 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 I really like it. Looked it looked fantastic. It looked I, I really liked, good. I like the storyline because uh, it's like being part of a movie. I've always said this: playing Call of Duty campaign yeah. is like um, acting out a part of a movie. And what I found a bit confusing was I was different characters at different times. I also yeah. found it confusing that you were going forward and backwards in time. So you you're in this thing, and then, then yeah, I had yeah. to do had, I had to actually perform a flash. So they started talking about this Vietnam thing, and I'm going, "What happened in Vietnam? What?" Yeah. And then they oh, so you're a fair way into the game. Then you're nearly finished it then. What that that point the Vietnam you got to remember the 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 Vietnam the bunker in Vietnam. I've only it? done the Vietnam. I've done the Vietnam campaign. The, the bit. Oh no no you no, no was like the second thing. There's another bit. There's so another bit. Yeah. like they were, they were telling this story about what happened to this bloke when he went to Vietnam and how yeah. what happened there Perseus and it was a nightmare. And, and then you're there and you have to act out that that thing. So which I think is smart, right? Rather than giving you a storyline, which I often skip. Um, that you need to watch and then remember for later in the game, as you yeah, say, yeah. you play it out 
And so you remember this battle and this thing and this thing you collected yeah, or whatever. all these little relevant things so that happened. once I got my head around the fact that that, that evidence board was a backwards and forwards yeah. time-travelling set of you evidence see, you, around this person you called You can Perseus. actually choose, you can choose, that. well, it always sort of suggests the next mission, but you can go back and do another mi- the mission again if you want. Did you do many of the side missions when you did the campaign? I did them all. I did everything. And then, right. and then, but what I liked too about the game was that uh, it was kind of a choose your own adventure style. In some yeah. times, where you, you decide because it goes Here, here's the next one, or there's these two side no, missions. Not, no, not just that, but when you say the, the, remember there was <gasps> oh, one yes. scene when you're talking that you've captured this bloke and you, on you've the got, rooftop. Should I take him in or throw him off the roof, or what do you do? Like yeah. it's, that, that that was pretty cool. I threw him off how, the roof. Did you? No, I took him in for questioning because he gave us some info. But the, he, he that that also. Sort of steers the game a little bit, but also does it to, change the game though? Because the um, the second one where I, there's a guy down in the basement, right? Yeah, I um, think. Yeah, he, I know. originally I took him in for questioning the second time, and then I got killed up the top. No. So the second time I just went, "Oh, bugger you!" It does. It doesn't. Re- it has like a minor effect. Right, okay. There's still an overarching storyline. It has a minor effect okay. to it. You yeah, you get you get to the same point a different way. So yeah, yeah, right. But um, what I like too is that you know your your main character you play Bell, so you're Bell. Yep. And I like how you can put your own name. Trevor on it. Bell Long. Yeah, but then they I black was out the Stephen rest. Bell Fennick, yeah, and, and yeah. I was from Australia, and it even gave you choices of your different yes. personality traits, and that affected decisions and how they talk to you and that as well. That, really? that, that I've been reading other reviews that that really plays a part in how you uh, how you appear in the game. How you respond in the game and yeah. things like that. Oh, I but, just um, so yeah. again, you know, my preference for these games is being the the long range the sniper. Um, yeah, sniper. there's a few opportunities to do that. that those game. ones where yeah. you go to that like um, old nuclear bunker or something, and it's like yeah. you know he's up there going, you know, I love the camera thing where you're zooming in to tag the enemy. Take photos, yeah. And then and then I'm just like, mate, I don't need to go anywhere. I've got this guy, boom, and it was great. <laughs> do you like how you can slow it down too. Yes, you sort of yeah, sort when of, you breathe, it doesn't br- hold just, your breath and it just, goes in a slow. It doesn't motion. just steady; it slows, which yeah, I think is really. And I also like those moments where you got hit and and then or, or as you were coming off the zip line or something it, it kind of slowed and allowed you to kind of yeah. as they were getting up you're all getting up and you're the like zip line bang, snow, bang 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 yeah, yeah. there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of really good scenes like it, it does the, the that's what I like about it this the locations are all different there's one in the snow there's one in the jungle there's one in the desert it's all all different scenarios yeah and um it, it's it, uh, and the storyline is, is there's all nice little twists and turns in the storyline as well. You yeah. find out little things. Even later in the game, you'll find out even more things. Um, oh, I don't want to spoil it for people, but it, it is worth worth playing through to the end Yeah, because it goes right to the end, you're thinking. Now, here's wow. what I want to know. At the very, very start of the game, there was an option to choose mature content or something. You can you can choose not to have the um, graphic content. So, so does because what does that mean? Because I'm thinking, is that the swearing be, or the blood and guts? I like, think it'd be both the swearing and, I'm and like, also I'm, the vi- the violence and the blood. Because yeah. I, I don't like Jackson's turning fourteen, right? Mm. And I would argue I don't want him playing Call of Duty. But that option made me think maybe because you know yeah, it'll, shooting it'll, games it's still, are not, not it's still mature, but it would reduce the the shock of it. Okay. There is some like the blood and the, and the violence and some other parts would be knocked down a little bit. I'm just curious as to whether there's a way of essentially getting a rating on the two different versions, you know. But yeah, because but bottom line, you're still shooting people and still... Yeah, it's still a It's still a first-person shooter. You're still yeah. blowing people up and, and shooting people and doing things um, like that. Jacko's having some mates around for his birthday and they're just going to play PlayStation and Xbox because I've got enough controllers yeah. for them all. Yeah. Um, and he goes, the boys are just going to want to play Call of Duty. And I said, the boys are going to have to play on, under Trev's rules, which is you're going to play Spider-Man and Astro's Playroom yeah. and Sackboy because yeah. an NBA 2K... Oh, they all play Call of Duty, all his mates. I don't know, but they're not playing they it in would. my house. They would. Yeah. No, I'm sure they would. Yeah. But, How old are they? 14? Yeah. Yeah. That's Call of Duty there for you. Even but, though it's rated R, some version of the game. That's what I'm saying. R. It's not even an M15, M, no. MA15 Plus game. It's rated R. It's an R. Yeah. And so I just... Yeah, man, yeah, no, that's, that, that, that's an, and I wrote that in my review. I said, you know, we're warning to parents. It, it it is pretty graphic. Like there is a scene where you know you're three throw a bloke off, and you don't do it. Remember when you're questioning that bloke? He's hanging off the roof, and yeah. and the other guy Adler just grabs the other guy and throws him off the roof. You see him fall and hit yeah. a car down below. So it, it it is pretty confronting some of that content. So but be in careful, terms of parents. Confronting, yeah. If you're watching Saving Private Ryan with your kid, of course, yeah, then that's that, that's, that's MA. That, I would that's, say that's worse. Yeah, you're right. It's, like yeah. it's acted out as real people. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if if I've watched and I can't think of too many actually serious like wartime movies. I think we watched Greyhound, but that was not that was yeah, not that, as bad. That was pretty tame. But I'm just wondering 
Yeah, it's, it's a real like challenge pl- for me right now. Watch a movie like I'm, Platoon. I'm it's at pretty that precipice of you know decision making with Jackson as to you know he's 14, but he's a very yeah. mature 14. Yeah. But is he ready? And what's what effect is it going to well, have? I mean, those are the things you have. Like, I think as a parent, I don't think a lot of people do. Maybe, but uh, like I think Saving Private Ryan, which I've got here, I think it's MA 15 plus. Yeah. And that's 15. It's 15 plus. Yeah. So Call of Duty. I think is this one rated MA or rated R? Last year's I think Modern I Warfare know. was rated R. I'm not sure. What's the problem MA with getting, not getting a box anymore? Yeah, yeah no, yeah, really that, that's a, a good. That's a good point. Yeah, but uh, I want to talk about the multiplayer too because yep. that, that's kind of the real attraction to a lot of players. A lot of player people who are Call of Duty fans don't even play the campaign. Right, they just go straight into multiplayer. And the multiplayer this year is a lot simpler. Like there, there's less weapon selection and uh, the maps are. A, a are lot they smaller? Different. Some are. Yeah, some played, are. Some the one big. I played was this. It's hard to describe, but anyway, it was quite a small, and I loved. It was just there were, I could basically walk around the boundary, and yeah. you know, just what, I, what I quite you, liked what, it. Where, 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 what was it? I don't know. What it was, was in it? Like a warehouse? Something? No, no. It's, uh, like it was like a farmyard. It felt like a farm. Um, there was kind of this little rivery area. Cartel. Creek area. That's called cartel. Creek near and the there's rocks. All, there's all all uh, crops out the front of this building. No, I don't was that the one? Crops. But there was like little barn sheds and things. Um, and there was like a tower, a little tower people were shooting out of? There was one little tower there, yeah. Uh, cartel, that's okay. called. That, that's, uh, that's like a, I think that's, that's uh, like a drug, like a, dr- uh, like right. a Colombian sort of Oh, drug, I like that drug. map. And I also liked it, I felt like um, you could get from one end to the other real quick, so it meant yeah, that... smaller maps, tight map, yeah. yeah. Tight, like the, map, the maps you like would be, there's one I think called uh, Armada, where you're out at sea on, on this big boat, and there's all a couple of other little boats that are moored to this big, bigger, right. bigger vessel. And that's got some really long sight lines where for you you can be sort of sitting back with your sniper rifle. What a fun Whereas the, sniper. the smaller, the smaller maps. Do you have maps, to earn your weapons or? No, there, I think when you start in your multiplayer, there's like five uh, custom. There's five. You've got to get to level three before you can choose sniper. Yeah. But can it get better? So no, if, no, if you go down, I think one of the there's pre there's five presets. So yeah, you had to be level two one, to get there is sniper. one sniper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it took me a minute to get to level but, two. But, um, but what I'm asking is, so. You've, oh, yeah. played, you've played it a lot. Yeah. Have you earned like upgrades to that weapon? Yeah. So the, what happens? The weapon in that category. So I like, say gets, it's a light, improved. it's a light machine gun. Yeah. You've got all the more choices. Yeah. But even within your weapon, you get other add-ons. You can have a better. That's uh, what makes it hard though for me, right? Because I come yeah. in at a level two and you're a level twenty, and you've probably got this crazy weapon, yeah. and I'm just dealing with this. But bog standard. You earn it though, but but I think what it tries to do, the service does try, try to, to match you, you with with people. You're yeah. more your own skill level, but um, or your own rank. Yeah. But um, yeah, you you can upgrade. See what going further up in the ranks up unlocks features of the gun, so you can get a better better scope, better yeah. better handle, better barrel, and then. So what's your favourite thing about multiplayer? Then? Um, I just like the new maps. The the whole the physics of it is is. I reckon probably not quite as good as Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare was a bit bit smoother. This is, uh, I just think it's just a matter of getting used to it. The, the, the maps and the, their choice of maps and, and locations, because a lot of them are small and tight, so it's a bit of a run and gun. You can't really, you can't, well, and this is a sort of the dirty word in COD, you can't be a camper. Yeah. If you sit in a corner and just wait for people to Well, that's to come what I you. liked about that little map, was there was just yeah. nowhere people you could sit. You can't hide anywhere. That yeah. tower was yeah. about as good as it got. Yeah. Um, but um, there, there's, I think it's just a matter of, uh, as like the, the maps, I'm still getting used to the maps. I, I do like the, the variety you get and the, the variety in size. And I, th- I think not having as many weapons to choose from is probably a good thing for a lot of people because it's just less confusing. But um, overall, oh, I'm happy with it. I've been playing with it. I, is there I anything they're Modern missing that, they, that used to be great and now is, um, is lacking? No, not really, no. I think they're, they're, that, that's what I like about it. I wrote that in my review, that they haven't dared to change the core of what yeah. makes COD great, especially in the multiplayer. They have not dared to change that because that would uh, that would cause a lot of people some grief. Very good. Uh, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War uh, is out now and it comes highly recommended by uh, Call of Duty expert Stephen Fennick. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to good people at Netgear. And if you're into gaming, the PS5 is Wi-Fi 6 enabled and so is a range of Netgear products. The Orbi Wi-Fi 6, Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 uh, mesh system. There's a, there's a new Nighthawk router that's Wi-Fi 6. There's a bunch of products on the market that are not just Wi-Fi 6 enabled to give you the speed and accuracy you want from your Wi-Fi, but with the Nighthawk products, you can also choose things like quality of service. You could be... Um, you can have a household full of 40 different products and, and Wi-Fi connected devices, but you could choose that the PS5 gets 
all the bandwidth it needs by um, su- suggesting it gets quality of service. It's a fantastic way to configure your network with the Nighthawk range of routers from Netgear. And you can check out the full range at netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. I, I wish I could swear right now. <laughs> because why? Wow. The yeah. M1 chip on the MacBook Incredible Air and the MacBook Pro are incredible. Oh, I, I sat down to do my review. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard to fathom the, the more than generational leap that has occurred. Yeah, I and said I, that in my review. I said, I can't recall a bigger improvement one generation to the next of anything. I, and I felt really sorry for Jacko because we bought him a MacBook Pro, 13-inch, 1999 in June. Does that uh, fall within their time limit where you can upgrade? No. Because I've, I've heard of that, you know. They're 14 like, days is their list. No, their I've limit. heard longer. I, I was talking to a woman the other day. She bought an iPhone 11 in August, and they let her swap it to a 12. Yeah, I don't think it does. Because, yeah. um, you know, we bought, he's in year eight. And we, I, wanted, I said to him, if I buy you, because I can buy you a $1,000 laptop, or I can buy a $2,000 laptop. But I'll tell you right now, if I buy you a $2,000 laptop, it's last year 12. Last year, your whole thing, yeah. That's got to get you to year well, 12. Well, I, I actually uh, advised um, Deborah Knight on 2GB, her, her son's starting high school next year. Yep. She sent me an email saying, look, well, here's what the school suggests. What do you recommend? And I recommended to her the, the M1. I said, look, pay the extra couple of hundred bucks. From, don't get the cheaper, older MacBook no. Air. Go the extra few hundred for the M1 because that will last him his entire high school. It'll I last sat, him to year 12. I, I grabbed Jackson's laptop. I sat it next to the brand new. They look identical. They're the exact same computer, oh, yeah. essentially. Totally the same. Um, Design-wise. Yeah. Design-wise, except that when I ran Geekbench, it was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't even comparing an i5 to an i9. It was, it but, was, it was phenomenal, right? It's, it's amazing. And then I went, yeah. well, hang on a minute. This is... So I don't understand Geekbench enough to know whether this is legit, although I see a lot of people using it. But clearly this silicon works well with Geekbench. So let me try it on a few other things. I did some Final Cut editing. I did the exact same edit on each one. It wasn't mind-blowing, but clearly the old one was yeah. slower. But that was a really quick and simple editor. I'm sure it would have a difference. And then I ran a yeah. thing called Cinebench, which is like this – it renders a, a photo, and it was just – I don't know what it was doing, but it was a pretty high-power thing. And it was – Lengths ahead again. Lengths ahead. And here's my number one thing. The MacBook Air is as damn well good as the MacBook Pro. Exactly. And I I, I genuinely struggle to recommend the Pro to people. Well, if you like the, what do they call that? The the, the touch touch bar. bar, If you like the touch bar. If it's you, got the same number of USB-C ports. If so. you want a little bit extra battery power, yes, it's there in the yeah. MacBook Pro. If you are genuinely doing high-end 4K, 8K editing, then yes, you need the Pro. Yeah, I, I explained, well, I think they explained the thermal performance is different, so the MacBook Air would likely throttle back when you're trying to churn through a lot of stuff, whereas the MacBook Pro but will hang in there a lot My longer. point is I didn't discover that. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. In both the high-end benchmark testing and the video editing I did, they both performed as well. Jackson's computer... But that's performance, like, for Jackson's that moment. Jackson's computer... No, yeah. but I was you know, rendering a 15-minute yeah. 4K video. But if you're doing that all day long... The Jackson's yeah. computer whirring the fan, like I could hear yeah. it. Whereas the new MacBook Pro not doing it, the new MacBook Air doesn't have one. It was yeah. phenomenal, mate. Well, I think Apple's... Phenomenal. A, Apple's in a very... Well, they were already in a unique position because they were running their own hardware with their own software. That yeah. was already unique. But now they've taken that to another level because hardware, software, and now the processor is kind of the, the holy trinity they've created there. Yeah. And I think, and I said this in my review and in my video, they've hit the holy grail. They've discovered the holy grail of processors where they offer you the performance, which normally on a laptop comes at the expense of the battery. You normally smash the battery. Yeah, you perform well, but you'd be plugging it in in two hours. Yeah. They've managed to find this magic spot where you're getting the performance and the the thing runs on the smell of an oily rag. And let's, like, let's be battery, clear. My battery, I haven't charged this in three... Uh, I think once in three days I've charged it. Man, oh, and it now, yeah. it's not perfect testing, but <coughs> I, in my, I said I haven't even charged the MacBook Air. Yeah. I'd had it for a week. Now, I hadn't, it's not my daily driver, but I've yeah. used no, it a this, lot. This was my daily driver. And normally, you're like, what the hell? <coughs> no. Now, you're not going to get 20 hours performance out of the MacBook Pro if you're doing video editing. No. no of course not. No. But you, this is a whole-day device, legitimately, yeah. genuinely. A whole-day, two-day device. Mate, I... <coughs> well, this I, way, if we were travelling again... There'd be you times had you wouldn't one, take a charge. You'd had one charge. You, you, on a full charge, you could go to London, not have to work, take your charger with you. In, in your carry-on, no. Yeah, you could... You could get away with you're not going to watch 20 hours straight of, of content but you could 
do if you if you do yeah. watch twenty hours, it will still be running. Yeah. Yeah. I it just makes me think if this is your entry level. Yeah, what's going to what the, the iMac? So, I'll take so my money now. The I iMac. suggested based on on a bit of our feedback last week that maybe they won't change the numbers. But if you have an uh, an M1X. Yeah. For the for the sixteen inch, MacBook they won't change Pro. the number. It'll be M one so, something. So here's yeah. what I reckon. I, I've said M one X for the sixteen inch MacBook Pro and the iMac. Oh man. M one Z for the iMac Pro and the Mac Pro. Yeah. Right. So then you've got an option in the in the sixteen inch iMac perhaps to jump up to the Z and get crazy performance. Sixteen inch MacBook Pro, you mean? Or well, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the uh, if you go M one M one X M one Z. I see you mean choices within the M1. It is a it is a leap, right? Now yeah. in some machines, the Air you'll never get the choice. It'll always just be the M1. Yeah. In the MacBook Pro 13 inch, no choice. But in the MacBook Pro 16 inch, you've either got the M1 or the M1X. Yeah. In the iMac, you've got the M1X, or the iMac Pro has the M1Z. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I just oh, they've got they've got to think about their tiers. somehow. Well, they I, have, but they also otherwise you would have, why would you buy a Mac Pro if there's an iMac going to do but that? But they also need uh, like a 16 core, 24 core, whatever. Yeah. Or device at the Mac Pro level, right? Ah, so you mean like they've got Which, eight core now? So you reckon they're going to double down and the, triple the, down? The M1X will have like sixteen cores or yeah. more, because you've got these Xeon processors now. You got i9. Yeah, you really, yeah, there's exactly. a lot of choice in the Intel space, and they need to not not just provide performance, but they need to provide price and choice. So yeah, I, I think that March next year we're going to get. The, uh, a, a new look iPad basic, which will be the new design at, be the, at the low level. They said two years. Well, how's it going to take two years? I think the Pro will be the last because the Pro only came out this year. Yeah. You know, the cheese grater. I think that's a twenty early twenty twenty two. Last year the Pro was last year the Pro this, came out. Was it? They announced was it, it at WWDC last year. Okay. We were there. It's only <laughs> been around for a year, right? The cheese grater. So I think smashing it's that year, with an yeah. upgrade yeah. within a year would be crazy. So the next will be, the, I think the next is iMac. iMac. So I, I predict... 16-inch MacBook Pro. March, iMac, and 16-inch MacBook Pro. Boom. End of the year, iMac Take Pro. Take my money now. iMac Pro at the end of the year with this new yep. Z chip. And then the following year... And then year, early, early the following year. So that's kind of two years. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm down, down with that. Mate. Would you buy the new iMac? I will sit outside the Mac <laughs> Apple store for I'll it. give it my deposit right now. If that 100%. Like. Yeah. I would literally... That is really cool. Put, and have a new design I'd too. I'd put money down for that faster than i put it down for the Tesla Model 3. Like just, yeah, wow. I would pre-fund that computer. Wow. Because now that no, I've seen this up. performance... Oh, yeah. Imagine on your desktop. It's just phenomenal. I can't get enough. Well, now, that's, that's the beauty of like the desktop. You've got to think about it. They don't have to worry about battery performance. It's plugged in, yeah. so you you can. It's just going to be. They like, can put it's fans. Spray, it's going to be the speed of light. But because of what they've shown, can be done with such a thin thing as the MacBook Pro yeah. and some thermal cooling. Imagine what the iMac's oh, going to look iMac's like. It's going to look schmick. Yeah, like it's wow. going to be crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'm. Uh, we, we, remember we they leaked or it wasn't leaked? It was some artist rendering yeah. of, of what it will look like. Imagine that, like full screen iMac, blisteringly fast. Like wow, just take my money now. Yeah. Shut amazing. up and take. And I reckon money. too, they'll come up with a bigger screen model. I reckon they'll have a thirty-two inch one. Yeah, right. Because you think now, thirty-two inch monitors are not uncommon now. They're, yeah. they're pretty. Cool. I've got I've got two of them in my office there. Yeah. So I'm thinking a thirty-two inch. And, and what they could do because the basic chassis size of what they got now with a twenty-seven, they could probably get away with it. It wouldn't be too much bigger That's because right. of the thinner bezels and That's all that. Right. They probably wouldn't have to make too many changes in terms of the size of it. No, it's actually not a ridiculously big. Yeah. Bring it on, mate. I can't wait. I genuinely think 2021 is going to be an amazing yeah, year for wow. Apple Mac. Haven't they had a big year? Like, let's look back Listen, at what they've I done. Listen, I said this to Apple they the just, other day. They're, they're, I said, can you just stop I calling? I get scared every time. they. Re- I'm thinking, what are you doing? I what? legitimately <laughs> said. That was someone on the phone earlier. I, I, I answered the phone, hello, because I thought, oh, what did I do wrong? Um, yeah. what, what have I written? Yeah. What do you want me to, you know. I said, Listen, I'm just, you've done too much. Like, can you yeah. just calm down? Seriously. And they go, oh, it's been a busy year. I said, it's been a busy year. So? Could you have spread it over the year then? Yeah, they did because it the as last Bruce six weeks. says, yeah. like this has been going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, no. it's epic, and, and and I can't help but recommend the M1 to anyone what, in the market. Have I got a missed call here? Oh, mate? calm the farm, will you? I'm wondering why. That was a return from a call I made. Uh, okay, right. Um, I, don't the, like, I don't like it when they call you. <laughs> 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 um, I just, mate, I I don't know what Intel do now. Exactly. Yeah. 
what how, happens. How do you well, recover well, from this? Well, look, because Intel, he, Intel Arts, they're a big no, company. No, they'll they'll a, come back for sure. But from a benchmarking and architecture point of view, and yeah. I'm not a nerd in that level, but be reverse what, engineering what I've well. learned is that unified memory, mm. integrated graphics, and CPU, those three things on the same chip... The system forget, on a chip. Forget all the neural core and all that stuff that Apple do. Yeah. Just think about the fact, because a lot of people burn up, oh, how do I upgrade the RAM? You, there's no RAM. It's unified no RAM, memory. And yeah. that's why it works so well. Yeah. Because it's it's a single chip that has well, it all. It's a game changer. It is amazing. And, and a lot of people, they've seen your video, seen my video, read our reviews. What what we're, And we're not the only people saying this. The, everyone I was is in quite, agreement. D- now, you're yeah. a more confident man than I am, but I was really nervous about publishing my review. Yeah, because I was I was you know well, Geekbench. I, I, like, I did it from my. I never mentioned Geekbench. I, in my review, my tech review, I, I mentioned it, but in my video review, I sort of told it like a customer would understand no, no, it. I get that, you know? but, but you're always when you're when you're in the front of the line doing this, and let's say there's a hundred people in the world doing this at the same time. Yeah, there's always that concern from me that. Everyone else has realised that what I'm seeing is actually just a, f- a fake, a false positive kind of thing. It's yeah. this, you know, in real life or whatever. And I'm like, I've tried a lot of things. And mm. I said, there's only so much you can do in a week, right? There's only so much yeah. I can do. But, you know, yeah. in every case, and you've got to remember, it's like buying a car. People only test drive a car for 10 minutes. So you're going to discover as much as I am in a yeah. week. So, Well, I think the biggest, I, I said this in my review, the biggest thing that hit me, struck me was, I normally edit my videos on my 27-inch iMac, which has got an i9 processor, yeah. 64 gig. It's the top of the line, right? The i the MacBook Air was faster than that. Yeah, MacBook Air. Using what are you using? Final oh. Cut Pro. Yeah, see, I can't. I, don't, I can't get my head around. I tried really hard. Well, to use the reason Final Cut I use Pro, I always use Final Cut Pro, but the reason I wanted to use Final Cut Pro was because well, it was a native app. app. Yes. It's 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 there. <laughs> yes, you know, it's, it's going to be Apple's own app, and yeah. just like Pages and and all yeah, their other yeah. stuff, but. Um, that's another point too. That sort of the whole universal platform there, where developers can say, right, my thing's going to run on Intel, it's going to run on M1, yep. and then Rosetta Two is kind of like a translator for those Which who don't. Who just automatically like, installs as soon as you need it. Yeah, it's great. I thought it was really, really yeah, easy. Really smart. Loved it. Anyway, our full reviews of the MacBook Air, uh, the MacBook Pro, based on the Apple M1 chip, are up at TechGuide.com.au, EFTM.com, and our videos are in there as well. Watch the videos, hit subscribe so you can find all of our YouTube videos as we put them up. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Now, remember how we told you, we said earlier about how many products Apple have released? We forgot <laughs> that we hadn't talked about this one, the HomePod Mini. Bruce, yeah. Apple warning, Apple warning. Apple warning. warning. Ooh, it's, like, it's like, what is it, like Triple J? They go, well, language warning. You know, Never heard of Triple J. Yeah, no, you never listen to Triple J. Never listen to Triple J. I don't normally, but my wife does. And they I was listening to talk radio when I was when I was meant to be a Triple J listener. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I know. It shows, mate. Skip that generation. It shows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, Apple warning, whatever. Um, the HomePod Mini. Now, this, I think, is this, I reckon, and I didn't write this in my review. I just had this thought now. This should have been the, the, the um, HomePod they released before. It should have been the first This should product. have been the one that they released four, three years ago, whenever it was. That's right. And this would have made their market share go straight straight through 100%. the roof. They, they kind of it's been two and a half years since the HomePod came out. Yeah. In that two and a half years, App, uh, Google and Amazon have grown in huge numbers. And have a guess why? Because their got, cheese speakers are one hundred fifty bucks or less. Oh, much less. And let's be clear, HomePod Mini, uh, in terms of dollar comparison to and feature comparison, is overpriced by like double because you can get an Echo Dot Echo Dot yeah. with a clock. You can get the Google Nest Mini. For ninety nine seventy nine dollars, yeah. right? But let me tell you straight up, one hundred forty nine dollars, you get sound that is it's awesome, double yeah. or triple yeah. what you get from those little things. See that that's and and do you remember when HomePod came out? At that time, that's when Google Home came out. What was it at one hundred forty nine bucks? Yeah. And then Amazon speakers came out for one hundred twenty bucks, and Apple was just still hanging in the background there, overpriced, and people were buying bucks. it. So they kind of missed the boat there, I reckon. I think so too. And, and that's why Siri is kind of the 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 third, the third ranked digital she's, assistant in terms she's of she's the oldest, but the dumbest, yeah, yeah. of the digital assistants. And I, I, I think if they had have reversed it and done this, this will bring them back. This will bring customers back. You got to remember the number of people who own iPhones and iPads and iOS devices. That's more than half of Australian and, customers. And there's no, this will do it. There's nothing stopping you owning multiple home smart speakers. You can have your Googles and Alexas, yeah. but you can have a HomePod as well in the kitchen or the bedroom. But I think what'll happen is you buy one of these. You're going to want more. You're going to want more. Right. I, I reckon, I've said this before, I reckon you should buy two. 
Anyone who wants to buy the HomePod Mini, get two. I say it, I agree for two reasons. One, they yeah. sound great together as a stereo. Well, pair. that's it, left and right, and then you've already got a multi-room system. Or if you want a multi-room system, they're great because yeah. Siri exists. Siri's as good as she she's ever been, but still not improving to the point of Google and Amazon to be witty, funny, and yeah. and able to actually answer questions. Siri is good for controlling your smart home and giving you music. Yeah, that's what she's good for. Which in most cases, are, they're the number one and two uses yeah. of a smart speaker. Let's be clear. As, as HomeKit advances, um, I think you're going to see more products that are HomeKit compatible. Yeah, and that's, sure. where this, that's where everything happens. For anyone who's got an iPhone, HomeKit is where you can link your lights with, oh, your, no, with your thing and all this There's one stuff. big problem. All, I think the number one selling home smart home product in the country is cheap. It's affordable. It's the it's the hub. Yeah. It's the laser stuff. Connect smart home yeah. at the Harvey Norman, right? Yeah. Because it's affordable. And it's but it's not home home key compatible. Because that's a home whole other tends to be sort of more. It's a whole other level of of, of authentication required. Yeah. And so if they want genuinely to own this market, they have to allow the companies like Tuya in in China, the people that make Kogan Connect Home, all the all the all the affordable and off the shelf smart home products are Tuya. You can use one app. You don't if you've got a Kogan thing and a Connect thing, you can actually use one app to control them yeah. all. Um, they need that needs to become HomeKit compatible. It would be a phenomenal thing to do because you're going to yeah. spend so much money for a strip light from Philips Hue. Screw that. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting a Kogan or a Connect Smart Home. I just went to Harvey Norman at Hornsby. We've got a new store. You should come up and see it. It's beautiful. Harvey Norman. Yeah, Harvey <laughs> Norman haven't opened a new store in like ten years. Yeah, well. The Auburn store, you've been there, their yeah, flagship huge, store, yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah. The the Hornsby store, it used to be a mile that closed. Yeah. It's like it's as, it's beautiful. Wow. It's really well laid out. Okay. Um, it's excellent. So anyway, we I just bought sixty nine bucks, bought a couple of strip lights for Jacko. You know, like it's just there and it's accessible. Smart. And that's Apple's problem is <laughs> home kit stuff is expensive. But mate, intercom. You can do yeah, it that's on, funny, that was great. You can do it on a on Alexa, no dramas at all, but it's yeah. just better. Smoother and better quality on yeah. a, on on HomePod Mini. So you can from one HomePod to the other, say you know intercom the bedroom or intercom wherever or intercom everyone. But mate, from your phone, you just yeah. press a button, you talk. I and did it from my watch. Later, I did it yeah. from my watch. CarPlay, you can do it from CarPlay. <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, so good. So you can announce you're coming home and and say, I'm coming okay. home. If anyone needs anything, let me know. Yeah, it's smart and it appears. But see that that's where and it's a shame this this wasn't their first speaker because that's where Apple. They, they, those little features are, are, are their point of difference. Yeah. No other speaker. Have you heard of another speaker that can do that? Intercom. Not. I oh, know Alexa does so that. Yeah, Amazon actually does that. It no, does it can, pretty good, but yeah, again, it's but not, not as watched, slick. It's not, not as slick as that. That's no, right. Like yeah. To get to it, you got to click a few buttons and yeah. stuff. So but like you, now, I can talk into my Apple Watch and send a message around the house. Yeah. It's just. It's just better. It's just. It's just yeah. Again, Apple don't Sound do things first. They do it better, and yeah, yeah, it comes through crystal clear. Yeah, and it's such a small speaker. Like the the comparison, I in my video I had like the the comparison of the HomePod. You you did the same, didn't you? The, the, the big, yeah, the big the one, yeah, massive speaker, and the the HomePod is so small. Yeah, and yet still produces this massive sound. It's really cool. Yeah, the downward firing three sixty degree audio quality. And just it's just that real tight integration, of course, with Apple Music. Yeah. It's just a, it's also a handoff oh, was brilliant. So you walk into the house, yeah. listening to music. You just tap your phone on the top, and it just boop. yeah. Oh, that's already working now. Yeah. Is there a firmware update? No, it worked. I mean, I don't think it's exactly how they want it to want it to work, but because you've yeah, got to be it's real not fully fun. functional. You yeah. just touch it on top, and it says up the top. Of and that the, works of both ways too. Eh? Yeah. So you can grab if, a song. If there's from something, the if you're playing music on Siri and you're about to head out for a walk, just tap your phone on top, and off it goes. That's smart. So good. Yeah, it's good. I really, really... No, like, I, honestly, I think if you're after a smart speaker in that price range, I would absolutely recommend the HomePod Mini over the others because I, it's better sound quality. I'm deep in the if Amazon if, ecosystem now at home. Yes, yeah, so are we, but I think if, if music audio quality is what you want and you're an iPhone user, you've got Apple Music, this is pretty cool. I would just say if you love music. Yeah. Um, I think this will create a problem for you because I, you I will reckon, want to have more and more and more. I reckon the biggest threat here isn't to Amazon and Google, it's the Sonos. Yeah, probably, perhaps. Would people, if you can create this as really easily as a multi-room audio system, the, the, I reckon that's going to be the, the biggest. And threat. I would argue most Sonos owners are Apple um, iPhone users too, as well. It's as well, but but it's again, once you're in that ecosystem, you're not going to just sell everything and go out. You're there. You're, if no, you're, if right. you've got five Sonos speakers, you're not going to go sell no, them no. tomorrow. But I tell you what, what matters most is in probably the next month when HomePod gets that Dolby Atmos upgrade. Yeah. I mean, you put two HomePods in front of your TV. Wow. You don't and, need, and you you don't need a, a soundbar. And you get a, a firmware update that gives you friggin' Dolby Atmos and surround sound. Wow. That's going to be pretty good. And it's under 300 for two of them. 
Oh, that's that's for the mini. I'm talking about for the standard. Oh, so it's, okay, right. Oh, standard, that's going to get the Atmos. Yeah, 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 yeah right. The standard, standard weight. So the main one will get the Atmos upgrade. The yeah. mini with too small. Yeah. Wow. Phenomenal. Pretty good. Anyway, our full reviews again. Uh, Techguide.com.au and EFTM.com, including our videos. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Watch the videos and uh, subscribe. Hit subscribe. Two Blokes Talking Tech, uh, sponsored by our good mates at Arlo. Arlo's smart home products provide award-winning innovation in home security. And one of the features of the latest Arlo product releases is the two-way audio duplex. And what this means, it allows you to talk to your visitors simultaneously, so minimising delays in communication, so the experience is like talking on the phone. Compared to two-way audio where you press and hold to speak, this gives you the experience to have a similar that that's more like a walkie-talkie, whereas the the two-way audio with the with the Arlo's is really smooth and clear. Arlo's latest product releases: Arlo Ultra, Pro Three, Pro Three Floodlight, and the Essential Series, and the upcoming video doorbell, the wireless video doorbell, all use full duplex two-way audio for a quicker and more convenient way of communicating with your visitors through your home. So straight away, you can be talking to them through the doorbell straight away and and having that conversation rather than having to click on uh, different notifications and wait for apps to open. It just happens right away. Arlo, protect and connect what matters most to you. For more information, visit arlo.com. Well, I found this one fascinating. A few weeks ago, uh, TPG Telecom, formerly Vodafone, and now the merged TPG, let's just call them TPG. I prefer to call them Vodafone, but they want to be TPG, announced they were launching a a new sub-brand called Felix. It was going to be a carbon-neutral telco. I didn't think that was a selling point on its own. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that do, you know, go hard on the on the environment. I'm, I respect that. No dramas at all. But, you know, just being carbon neutral is not a reason for me to switch telcos. Yeah. But here's what's fascinating about this. They've, they've announced this week their plan. And I say plan because there is just one. Yeah. And it is, it's, I've never seen anything like it before in Australia because not only is it carbon neutral, it's $35 a month. Unlimited calls, unlimited texts, they call it infinite, but I'm going to call it unlimited data because the data is 5 megabits per second. So there's no 400 meg, there's no 200 meg, there's no 50 meg. It's just data. Constant 5. Constant 5 meg as, man, as much as data. you want. As much as you want. Right. Now, with da- with 5 meg data, you can stream HD video. Yeah. Felix even music. say, yeah. Felix even say, the video might take longer to the start, but it'll stream. Yeah. Like, I actually want to test this and go, don't break it to you, you can watch bloody Netflix on this. Yeah. It's not going to be 4K, but on your phone, who cares? Yeah. So 5 meg data just means your emails, if they're big attachments, come down to your phone slower. Um, but it doesn't stop you looking at Facebook or anything. Yeah. Like, it's actually quite a fascinating so then, thing to say, do we really need 5G when for value yeah, I can right. get whatever I need? And also, too, like if you do have a limit on your data um, and at full speed, people are going to be sort of always looking over their shoulder thinking, oh, can I do where, this? Am I where, am I, where am I at my yeah. limit? You know? Whereas this sort of gives you that peace of mind where you're not, no one's going to throttle your back. It's, it's just consistent. And it's it's budgetable. $35 a month. That's yeah. that's my cost. That's all. Is now, this prepaid or is this a postpaid? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like it's postpaid. Okay. I feel like it's postpaid. And this is part of Vodafone. So you're on well, the it's Vodafone part of the TPG. So Vodafone so you're network. you're on the Vodafone network. Yep. yep. Um, you know, I look, so my mum, I just gave her a smartphone for her birthday, first time, first smartphone, right? She had a flip phone for years. Um, and what about this? I you know, couldn't set it up because she had an old big SIM card. So I said, you need to go to the Telstra store. You need to get a burn a new SIM, sa- um, um, same number, please install. Those are the instructions I gave. So they put it in for her. Anyway, she got a text message like a day later saying you've used $50, $50 worth of something. And I went, oh, Jesus, you don't have any data. She's never used data on a phone. Oh. So she's burning through data oh, at a oh. per megabyte rate. And I looked online, the cheapest she can get a plan for is $55. That's the cheapest what? Telstra plan. The cheapest Telstra plan is small, $55. Small, small plan is that yeah, $55. Bucks. Now, really? that's $20 more than she's currently paying with Telstra yeah. on a you know old plan. Yeah. But I'm like, Mum, we're going to have to switch you to another telco. I'll probably put her on Boost or something because she yeah. only has Telstra, like, you know, where the pub is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There is now Telstra service there. Yep. Um, and she needs the mobile service. So I can't, unfortunately, put her on this. But this is exactly the amount of money that I think mm. my mum, who's just turned 70, doesn't need to spend more than 35 bucks, and she doesn't need more than five megabits of data. Yeah. Ever. That's good. I, I put my parents on to Kogan. Yep. Because you can pay in advance. Pay a year they, in advance. They, they, that's what they liked. They said, look, pay, pay for the year and we're done. Yeah. And now uh, they're very happy with that. Oh, I love that, that idea. That uses Vodafone too. Oh, I actually, I'm actually thinking maybe Jacko would be good on this. 
because again, on he, Felix, yeah, because like, what's he yeah. doing? He's watching Instagram videos and stuff. Yeah, thirty five bucks. So that's, uh, but that's what we pay today for for Vodafone with him. So it's not really worthwhile switching unless we wanted right. to go green. Um, but yeah, okay. it's it's fascinating. How, how much data has he got right now then? He's got like a like sixty gig because there's a there's oh, a bundle that's, with that's him heaps. him and his mum, right? But yeah, like how much are you going to use? Though, He's using like? ten. Yeah, yeah, about my level then. Ten, yeah, exactly. And you've got one hundred and eighty. <laughs> I do. How now. much? Let's do a check. I Let's do, do a now. check. Let's yeah. do a check. What's Stephen using? What's Trevor using? Okay. Where's my Telstra app? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, open up your My Telstra app if you're a Telstra customer and let us know. Take a screenshot. Send us a screenshot at Trevor Long at Stephen Fennick. How much data are you using? Um. What about that for a promo? Uh, 19 days left. I've used 7.5 gigabytes I've, I've, of data. So, I've, I haven't signed into this phone. Oh, I've geez. changed phones. <laughs> Idiot. Um, so oh, no, I've, got, I've got 19 days to go and I've used 7.5, which means I'm, you know, I'm probably going to use more than 10 easily, probably 30. But I've got 180. I've got 172.5 gigabytes left. <laughs> oh, hang on. How many you got there, man? Look, mine just says something went wrong. Refresh. Oh, well done. Um, I'm uh, wondering though about data usage for the current period. Two point six good. gigabytes it's is good. Two point six gigabytes is speed test. View your usage. Look, it just says, so it keeps saying something went wrong. Oh, I'm signed in. Well, that's good. Something went wrong. So if I didn't, so personal hotspot one point three gigabytes, speed test two point six. If I didn't do those two things, I'd be under five gigabytes of usage. Apple Music, 1.2 gigabytes. Like GoPro, 1.2 gigabytes. What the hell? It yeah, must I, be, I must nothing. be cloud configured. I've got nothing. So if I just cut a few things back, I'm easily saving data. Anyway. Anyway, Phil, I, I do think Felix is a really compelling um, opportunity, especially for people that are okay with the Vodafone network and just, you know, don't need high-speed data. And I would argue... Most people don't peace, need peace it. of mind. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> How much did you say? I wasn't listening before. How much did you say you used the data? Seven, I was trying to find mine. I used seven point five in nine, and I've still got nineteen days to go. So in about ten days, I've used seven point five. So let's just assume I'm going to use about twenty one, twenty two this month. That's if I keep doing as many speed tests as I do, which I do a lot of. Yeah. Every time I see five G, I speed test. Because <laughs> yeah, I get a lot yeah. of it up my way. It's really good. Up yeah, there. that's great, mate. <laughs> let's, let's see what we've got here now. Four G. <laughs> So in your house you got five G. Yeah, all through the house. Yeah, everywhere. Backyard, front yard. I'm happy for bedrooms, you. playroom, lounge room, I'm kitchen, you. office. Good. You name it, mate. It's good they. It's good they looked after the rural areas first. Yeah, you know? remote and regional people, communities. People in the country, you got to. They look deserve after. help That's and right. support. That's right. Two blokes talking tech. This is two blokes talking tech. You know, next week it's Black Friday. Yeah, is it? Oh, is it next? Well, I thought it was this week. Is it normally the day it's, after Thanksgiving? Black yeah, Friday. Isn't it? It's Friday. No, no, it's next Friday. Oh, right. Yeah, not, not tomorrow. It's the 26th, 27th of November. Then. <clears throat> and then Cyber Monday follows that. Yeah. And then that, that basically kicks off the Christmas shopping season. How exciting. And uh, it is pumped. exciting, very exciting, especially for scammers, because they're thinking, well, you know what, <laughs> let's have a crack here. Christmas has literally come early. It is, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're thinking that all these people are going to be uh, shopping online. And even more so this year, where a lot of people have had no other choice but to shop online. Yeah. And I think they're going to continue that now for, with Christmas coming up. And Norton Lifelock, did their, they released their transformation, transformation report, transformation digital transformation report. report. Mm-hmm. And showed that 57% of Australians are, going to, are doing more online shopping and are going to continue to do that. And now more than 40% are now using a digital wallet. So this is sort of basically the business end of the year for scammers who are going to try to try to catch people out in credit card fraud, identity theft. So you just got to be really Assholes. vigilant. Yeah, you've got to be really vigilant about where you're shopping and how you shop. So like shop at reputable websites. Do your research on the site. Check that the site's actually real. And I think what we're referring to here most is those ads. You know, you get those. Yeah. So we all know Coke and Catch, Amazon, and eBay. These come on Facebook these and are all, all social media. These are reputable yeah. places. When you go there, you can trust the way you're shopping. But when you see an ad on Facebook and you click through, oh, that is awesome. And even if it says delivery by Christmas in Australia, yeah. whatever, you've got to use that second-guessing technique and go, hang on a minute, what do I know about this? And I'll tell you the number one thing I would recommend uh, outside of having security software, is tr- if it's new, don't do it on your phone. Send that link to your to your computer. Send that yeah. link to yourself because then on a browser, a lot of these things are built on a phone, so that you don't really get the whole sense of the website. Yeah, of you sort of you tend to be a bit more impulsive it's, on it's, your phone. Yeah, it's just here's the product, here's the button to play. Go done. 
Yeah. Now, look, I always choose to pay via PayPal because I just think that's there's a bit of a bit security of there. Yeah, yeah. But there's quite a good potential for the scammer to have created a PayPal looking gateway. But that's as the well. thing, though. A lot of those scammers, they're so sophisticated now. They actually create sites that you think are real. Like yeah. They try to copy sites as well. Like, are you shopping at the real Tiffany site? Yeah. Can't, whatever, wherever you happen to be shopping. So you've got to check things like make sure the URL is legit. You've got to also, if there are low prices and we're talking discounts more than 55%, mm. red light, red flags. If it looks up. too good to be true, <coughs> folks. Yeah, it is too good to be it true is. then. And uh, review the copyright date, domain name, domain creation date. Um, so if it's a brand well, that, new website that's just popped up, just be very careful that it's, that that's, it's legit. That's the thing. And Norton have a product. Everyone has a product. Um, Norton, I think it's called SafeWeb. Yeah. Uh, Trend have a product you can put on your phone as well. And basically what it does is it kind of, it's, it, it, it stops you going places yeah. that they think, hang on a minute, should you be going here? Yeah. It just puts, it just it's puts, sort of reputation it based. red flag and says, and hang on a minute, yeah. we've actually found malware on the site or we've had reports of this or yeah. we detect because of the domain creation date and stuff yeah. like that. That's the fun and smart stuff that they do. It's well worth checking Absolutely, into. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, if you're not running internet security software, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, and don't... Uh, and don't oh, how many times... Just because you, you're on a Mac? You know, exactly. Macs, Macs aren't immune to these... Like, this, this is not a scam. virus on your computer. This, this is a scamming a, This you. is an operating system-based um, scam. This is a scam. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people ask me, I know they ask you... What's the best free um, internet security software? Yeah. And my answer is, there's no such thing. Yeah, you've What's, got to pay for it. What I say to them is, which is the best free car insurance? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Not so the one. There isn't one. Get into it. All right, people. Uh, details of that up at techguide.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Well, that's a wrap. We'll be back again next week with episode 464. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Arlo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Send us your feedback. Send us uh, screenshots of your data usage, you poor simpletons, uh, at, uh, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick on Twitter. And you can find us on all the other platforms as well. And as we said, uh, check out our videos on, uh, on, our, uh, on our main products and uh, hit subscribe to those as well, Stephen. I'll talk to you next week. See you then.